Hello, my meathead hippies. I have felt so dialed in with these guests on Meathead Hippie. I don't know about you, but if you are feeling it as much as I am feeling it, then I am one happy Meathead Hippie. I am Emily Schramm. I'm your host. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. I am a personal trainer and serial entrepreneur that is helping others empower themselves by way of food, fitness, movement, etc., etc., etc. And I'm so happy you are here. I want to talk about gut health and digestion. This whole week is themed for digestion. It is something that helped me get into this world, into my career, into the light bulb moments that I have and are able to luckily, luckily enough teach to others. But what is just so incredible is how big and vast and beautiful our body is, which also makes it very overwhelming. And we want answers, right? We're bloating, we have cramps, we're like running to the bathroom or we can't go to the bathroom. There's lots of questions and there's always this stressor, not just quite literally and physically, but emotionally when we have gut issues. And that's because your gut health is directly connected to your brain health. And so all of this was something that I had no idea about. I have created these happy gut challenges, which the videos are so old that I can't even sometimes, <laughs> this is like, before I, I'm try I'm being too harsh on myself, but you know, when you watch a video and you're like, why did I think that that was okay to wear? But for the most part, it is really comprehensive. I just think it's so old. I just got to redo it. Plus I have this dope ass podcast and I really want you guys to think of this as a way to not only learn about meditation, like you just learned and for empaths, um, how to take your big heart and use it in the ways that we want to. But for me, I wouldn't be able to be a business owner. I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I still had gut issues. That was my thing. That was my my blockage of not being able to see myself in the way I want to see myself. And it's so interesting. I always think about my journey and how I started way back, you know, nine and a half years ago, looking in the mirror and finally saying, okay, I could run away from this body or I could try to figure out why am I unhappy in it? And I always think it's chicken versus egg, right? Like, was it the workouts that helped me feel more confident and then I got more curious? Or was it quite simply because I started to learn about the foods that I was eating and what was really inflaming my body? And so I'm going to try to make this podcast, just like the supplements podcast that I did, as not as confusing or overwhelming as possible, uh, but it is going to be a lot of information. And I think before we start, I just want to say I am not a doctor. I am simply a practitioner that has nothing but good intentions for you. So do not take this in exchange for a medical advisor or somebody that is a doctor because, you know, they're kind of smart. Sometimes, sometimes frustratingly smart, but it's, it's okay. Uh, so that's my disclaimer. There's going to be lots of questions. If you have questions, this is a perfect opportunity for you to go into my Facebook group. It's called Empowered. It's hard to find because everything's called Empowered these days. So just go to the show notes, click the link that says Facebook group, and you will be entered into my group of good humans where I do Facebook Lives and Tea Time Tuesdays and Q&As. And it's a lot of great people learning about their body all at once. And so I am so excited to put this together for you all about digestion, gut health. The best part about this is that the reason this is not 
already a body awareness project, which is my course plus box of essentials, is because it's already incorporated into both of the programs that I have. And I want to make sure that this final piece of digestion and gut health is so comprehensive that there is nothing that is like it on the market. And I think what's cool is that we have two paths, right? So I'm going to finish with this. This might help kind of intro into the things we're going to learn. There are, there's people that, there's people that have gut issues, bloating, cramping, maybe even like, you know, we're talking like SIBO and pathogens and candida and that long-term or not even long-term, pretty short-term can tax your adrenals. Your adrenals are there to help you handle stress. And so we're not just talking about life stress and work stress and being a boss stress. We're talking about systemic stress, right? There's something going on in our organs. So not only are we stressed from the inside, we're now stressed from the outside and then bam, we hit this wall and it's called adrenal dysfunction. If that is you, whether it's stubborn weight loss, inflammation, really low energy, you can't sleep, I highly suggest starting with the adrenal course. We'll dig into the digestion piece, but it's so much about how can we give our adrenals the ability to be stronger as we're fighting this, as we're healing this. And so that's one way to look at digestion. If that is maybe somebody that's had stress issues and can't digest food because of those stress issues. But then on the other side of it, for me personally, there was the skin. And that's when I changed my body and changed my life. I was so upset about my acne. I had had it forever. I remember 12 years old going into um, the doctor, the pediatrician, and just him looking at me and saying, we should get you on birth control. And I just felt like I was so broken and so flawed. And I will remember that moment for the rest of my life because I just felt like, what is wrong with my face? That he would instantly look at me and it would be like, go on birth control? Like, what? So I think for me, understanding that the foods that I ate and the small intestine it was not just a manifestation of inflammation on my skin. It was it was truly this connection saying, I am not healthy. I am not right. You're eating things that are bothering me or you're not digesting them well. You don't have the good gut flora. I had always had bad gut flora because of my concussions. And so if you are somebody that has constantly dealt with IBS or IBD or um, just getting inflamed on everything, this is addressed in the skin project as well, especially if you have skin issues, psoriasis, eczema, or acne, specifically acne for me. And so that's the skin project. This is the final piece. This is the final, um, we have today and tomorrow, the rest of February, where this is 20% off both courses, no code needed. You just go to thebodyawarenessproject.com and you can dig into more, but just start by listening to the Instagram audio clips. They are so good. You're going to learn so much just by following that account at Body Awareness Project. And I am so excited with where we're going with that. But until the gut health piece comes together, and I'm putting all the experts together now, this podcast will be this, I don't know, the, the interim. I don't know what it's called. This podcast will be the little, the little bridge to get us from there to there whenever it's time for that thing to launch. And I hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show.
Okay, so I think I want to start with breaking this up. And if I end up starting to talk and I'm on like minute 60, I'm going to just make this a couple, we're going to do some series. I think the first thing I want to address is if you are currently suffering from bloating, cramping, oh my God, my stomach is out. So like I look pregnant, I feel pregnant, or I like haven't pooped. You know, you know that feeling when you haven't pooped? It feels like you're a whale. It doesn't matter what you look like, what size you are. It doesn't matter. If you don't poop, it feels horrible. You just feel so uncomfortable in your skin. And I think that's so cool because we have a nervous system in our small intestine, the enteric nervous system that's connected to our brain. And so any type of distress and anxiety that we feel in our small intestine, whether it's undigested foods or we eat something weird, it immediately talks to our brain and vice versa. So if we have a really stressful day, we all know this, like, okay, I have a race today. I remember doing... um, the Tough Mudder. I did the Breckenridge Beast and it was like 13 miles. And I haven't ran 13 miles and I don't even know how long. Maybe I don't even know if I did it outside of doing it on a challenge, which you guys all know that I'll run 20,000 miles if it is winning a challenge. <laughs> but for the most part, when it comes to running, I'm, I just don't do it. And then I, I left my shoes at home in Denver. So I'm there by myself about to run this race. I have no shoes and I had to walk around trying to find somebody with shoes. And I got this pair of shoes that was or one size too big. And I was like, well, this is smart, but you know, what am I going to do? I have to run this. I already signed up for it. And I was so nervous and we all know what happens right before races that we just like run to the bathroom, right? So it's connected. Your brain, small intestine, connected. But there's absolutely nothing worse than feeling you, we have all these things that we want, right? We want the answers. We want the quick fixes. We have to figure out how to help calm the system in those flare-ups. And I think that's where I want to start because most of us have those symptoms. That's why we're listening to this podcast. So I want to start with some herbs, some teas that I love, some digestive support. And then what we're going to do is start talking about the culprits of why we have those issues. So the first thing I want to say is that if I have a stomach ache and it's like immediately after I eat... It's like in my stomach, right? We have a stomach that goes into small intestine. So when somebody says my stomach hurts, it actually is around the area of your belly button, which is not your stomach, that's your small intestine. So it's really your gut. Your small intestine is hurting and bloating, whether it's right after you eat, which usually is a sign of your body knows what's coming because as soon as you taste something, your body's gonna respond. Or it's saying, Something that we ate is going to stress our small intestine out because it's not a food that we want. And so when we get this bloating and when we get this cramping and just so uncomfortable, my first go-to is immediately to find peppermint and ginger. And I love marshmallow root. Those are all in my tummy tonic tea. I have tried so many teas when my stomach was in that kind of pain. And it's horrible because there's nothing that makes it better once you've already eaten something that you're like, oh shit. Tommy Tonic Tea has done that for me and it's just delicious. It's the right combo of ginger and peppermint, but you also can do this with fennel, um, which is also in it. Uh, You can do it with slippery elm. There's oils and herbs that can help calm the system. I will say Tommy Tonic, I am biased towards it because I created it in my kitchen until it made my stomach pains go away. So I'm really in love with it, but I also think that it's just having those things on hand, whether it's oils that I really want to put in the Body Awareness Project box with my um, dear friend Lorraine from Primally Balanced. We're looking at formulating an oil that you can kind of keep in your clutch 
pouch purse or your your pocket if you have something you can put it on your tongue there are some um there's debate about like oils should you put it on your tongue etc i think if it has a carrier oil like some sort of fat it's great if it's just straight essential oil please be careful with it because it is extremely potent and you should make sure it's therapeutic grade so high quality oils cost more but they also are really good for your body if it's not high quality put it on your skin unless it's cinnamon which by the way burns the shit out of your face i accidentally put cinnamon oil on my face before my event last week at capital one and I had a giant red spot on my chin, <laughs> so don't do that. But again, if it has a carrier oil like coconut oil, it's not going to be as bad. So those are the herbs that I immediately go to. Um, for me, I also, I think it's so important because we can't digest when we are stressed, right? So that's huge because we're always stressed. We have two systems. We have the autonomic nervous system that is basically saying, you are going to be parasympathetic or sympathetic. Those are fancy words for saying you're going to be calm or you're going to be ready to go. We are always ready to go. So it's saying, how can I be more calm when I'm going to digest food? We want to do it always, which is why we have these meditation podcasts with Emily Fletcher, et cetera, et cetera. We really need to bring our system down in general because if we're ready to fight and flight and flee and freeze and there's stress all around, systemic, or around us emotionally, there is no way that our body connects our brain to our stomach via the vagus nerve. This is a very powerful, incredible nerve that does so much for us, including hiccups, including producing enough stomach acid to break down food, and including to calm our system. And so it's just a really incredible thing that says, oh, wow, if I'm trying to do emails while I chew, the chewing really isn't doing much. The whole point of digestion is to kind of see, hey, I'm safe, I'm calm, I'm taken care of, I'm grounded. All of those thoughts when we sit at a table, there's people that say, I go to Europe and gluten doesn't bother me. I'm like, well, okay, that's fair because gluten is different there. Let's just be honest. But two, did you actually sit and enjoy your food? When do we do that when we're not on vacation? We're just kind of like eating our food and thinking about the TV or thinking about what we have to do next and what we didn't do. And when we actually are at a restaurant and we're sitting with somebody and there's no phones and we're having good conversation and we take three hours, you know, to have a whole tab. When's the last time you did a dinner that's three hours? Those are my absolute favorite because they're so damn rare and I need them more in my life. I want to laugh. I want to have fun. I want to take my time with my food. All of that is actually saying whatever you eat is going to be digest better because one, we order food. We start to smell food. We're getting our mind prepped for food. We start to create spit, which is salivary enzymes in your mouth that are saying, as soon as I put this in my mouth, I'm not going to do it so fast that it's going to start to break down before I even realize it. Think about right now some sort of shot of apple cider vinegar. Your brain automatically has this reaction. That is that same reaction that happens when we smell food and when we experience food and when we cook food. And so it's not just I'm in Europe and it's better for me. It's no, we just don't do it in real life. And so slowing down and having fun and being conscious with our food, whether it's you personally cooking and getting your mind primed and smelling and putting your hands on it, or whether it's just having a longer time at dinner, I think all of those can be a good piece. We definitely want to be hydrated so we can have some more spit. But then as we start to digest food, 
this is where we get into kind of the supplement potential protocol. And I think you can do this many ways. I do highly suggest working with a nutritional therapy practitioner, but most just start by joining the Facebook group because this is where I love to help people. I love nutritional therapy practitioners, but there's not I, there's a lot of bad ones. I'm just going to be honest. I love the ones who are doing it right, but there's also a lot of people that are just health coaches in general. They want nothing but good intentions, but they maybe don't know the full story. And so some of these are just another band-aid, which is no different than allopathic medicine, right? It's no different than saying, take this ibuprofen because your hip hurts. It's, it's so easily done in the health field as well as the Western medicine field. So I think just keep that in mind, or I said, should say more alternative medicine and Western medicine. Keep that in mind. I don't want you to walk away from the supplement saying, okay, if I have this, this will heal everything. It is a big, long story. And I can't wait for you to experience the story with you, me, etc. You guys get what I mean. Okay. So stomach is responsible for stomach acid and some more digestive enzymes and this thing called pepsin. So it's really, I see it more as the place for protein and carb digestion, same as your spit. Protein and carbs are harder. Well, protein specifically is harder to digest than carbs because there's lots of lots of binding and amino acids that it's got to break up. And so when people say that they went vegetarian because they just didn't feel like stomach, like their food ever, it just sat in their stomach. Like I'm so excessively full. Like I didn't even eat that much, but it just feels like it sits there and I'm burping it. And this is disgusting. Like, why would I eat this? It is usually because we do not have enough stomach acid. And it's a bad misconception that too much stomach acid causes acid reflux. There's definitely times, especially if you already are on prescriptions and you have a doctor, again, I am just a practitioner. This is important for you to do your own research and do your own diligence on this. But when we have enough stomach acid, the pyloric valve will open and it will move south. It will move down the system. It is not going to move south if it's not acidic enough because acid breaks down food, but it also gets rid of all bacteria. It cleanses your food so that no pathogens get in past your stomach. It is so acidic that it could burn a hole through the floor. And it needs to be that acidic because if it's not and you don't get it all out and it goes into your small intestine, we're going to get bugs, we're going to get sick. It's It's a way for our body to protect itself. But we have been told that acid is bad and it's just not. It's, I do believe we're in an acidic environment and we need to breathe some more to get that alkaline oxygen. We need to oxygenate our body in so many ways. But as far as the stomach, you want that shit acidic and we don't have enough stomach acid. Therefore it just sits there. If you have acid reflux or you have heartburn, you do not do this. You don't just take a shot of apple cider vinegar and hope that it helps digest your food because there's so much trauma in your esophagus and in your tissue. And in that, you guys know that feeling, oh my God, it's so terrible that the last thing you want to do is put acid on, it's like salt on a, on a wound. It is just going to perpetuate that problem. So there is a healing process that you have to coat and heal and lubricate and make sure it's safe before we add in acid, which is all talked about in the gut challenge. But for the most part, um, if you have some like excessive fullness and burping and just really weird cramping and ugh, 
then digestive enzymes and HCL are usually where I go. I do better with HCL. Like I don't really notice a difference with enzymes. That's the cool thing about people. Some people do really well with digestive enzymes. Some people don't notice a difference. Some people do really well with stomach acid or HCL. Other people don't notice the difference. And so I think that's kind of a really great place to start. Again, this is something that's a little bit more complicated than I'm making it, but it could be something that you've heard before and I want to address. This is for people that don't know what's happening in their body. They don't know what foods are triggering them. They are traveling and they just want some gluten-free pizza. These are two supplements that I always carry with me in my fanny pack to help make sure that I break down food a little bit better, especially when I'm in stress. Being an entrepreneur, I take HCL all the time. I know I'm eating food and I'm like, I am definitely not in a sympathetic, or I'm definitely not in a calm state. Like I, I just don't know how to get into that calm state, but I also want to get really jacked and strong and I need to eat food because if I don't eat food, I lose my muscle. I'm going to eat some HCL with this. And it's incredible how much it changes everything. My stools are better. My stomach is better. And I just, it's, it's a cheat and it's not always the best cheat, but it is a biohack for me that has completely helped me with being more stressed out. Again, slightly a band-aid, but it's also something that I am willing to compromise because it's either eat food and let it not digest or not eat food and wait till I'm calm. And sometimes I just don't have that option. When we're looking at our digestion after stomach, it gets a little complicated because we have a pancreas that not only controls blood sugar, which you've heard me talk about quite a bit, I believe, with being hangry and irritable, which is why my MFIT challenge is so important for everyone. We have a community start date, March 4th. This MFIT challenge is 21 days, $21, version one. You could also do version two if you've already done version one. No, version two is not for my more advanced people that haven't done version one. Version one is still pretty, it's heavy hit. It's a heavy hit of information talking about adrenals and gut health and meal plans that are going to have low allergens, etc. March 4th is when we're starting. So if you haven't done it, this is a great time. All of us are going to do it together along with the platform strength crew. So my gym here in Denver, we're going to do 10 points every night and we're going to do a fun little competition. But all that being said, blood sugar is controlled when you're on a diet like the MFIT challenge. You just are stabilizing blood sugar. That's rule number one for me with my clients. How can I help them balance blood sugar? That helps with anxiety. It helps with weight loss. It helps with hangriness. It helps with mood. It's just the most important thing. So pancreas is doing that, but also digestive enzymes as well, pancreatic enzymes. And so um, for me, I think there's this, this is a little nerdy. I do think my theory is that when someone has insulin issues or blood sugar issues, the pancreas I mean, it has two functions, but I just have always seen people struggle with handling both. It's doing a lot. And so I optimal function is going to go down when the pancreas is trying to control blood sugar. If you're on a high carb diet, if you're on a low fat diet, if you are really stressed out, if your adrenals are wacky, I think your pancreas is compromising the support it needs with enzymes. That is something that is my own observation from my own witch doctor testing that I do. Uh, All that being said, This is, again, right before the small intestine, uh, breaking down fats, making sure that we have enough good goo to break it all down, and then the last piece, the gallbladder, which is so important, the gallbladder and the liver, they're directly together. 
digesting fats. I just posted a YouTube video on this on Emily Schramm. Uh, I also just did, I'm doing another Facebook live. If you haven't seen it yet, please go look. It'll be up about gallbladder and fat digestion. This is where we look at stress levels. This is where we look at uh, lymphatic and how we're healing. Is our, are we detoxing well? How is our lymph? Do we have beets in our diet? Do we have dandelion root in our diet? What herbs do we need to support to help make sure that bile is good? If we don't have a gallbladder, then I highly suggest getting on some ox bile. Ox bile is bile replacement. And it's weird to say, but for me, I don't want to have any of my clients live a low-fat diet just because they don't have a gallbladder. I think the high-fat diet benefits are so powerful that it's okay to take some gallbladder support when you have those meals that are heavy in fat. But again, this is something that has to be addressed with your own practitioner and your own doctor because it is so individual. So listen to the YouTube video about gallbladder. It's way more complicated than what I'm making it, but I do think there's great takeaways that you guys can learn from and at least get your head in the right place of saying, wow, this is so much more than just, I don't know, uh, than just a, a tea. <laughs> this is complicated because it is. Our body's so cool. And then we look at our small intestine. So this is where everything happens and everything is absorbed. You do not, you're not what you eat, you're what you digest. So if you think about all the pieces and organs, the stomach, the pancreas, and the gallbladder, the brain, all of these pieces that break down food for you, that is actually what we are. We're not the food on our plate. We're the food that our organs optimally digested because small intestine takes what it wants, puts it into the bloodstream and the rest goes down south and we poop it out um, along with some complicated liver things that help detox, et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, if we can't digest food, we're going to have really big particles that our small intestine is either going to respond to, bloat, uh, it's going to let pass through, and we're going to create some allergies and some immunity issues. We're going to have some higher inflammatory markers that directly impact our brain. So interleukin-6 specifically, if we have a lot of inflammation in our gut and intestinal permeability. So our digestion is compromised. Our small intestine is bloated. The small intestine, the microvilli is going to start to pull apart. And all of a sudden we have this distension. And when we have this distension, it immediately, immediately says there's a problem. And we have all these inflammatory markers to try to get that inflammation away, but we live in this chronic state. So we are silly to think that it's not directly connected to our brain and our mental health and the way we see ourselves and the way that we handle self, ourselves. So brain fog and losing memory and all these things that happen with adrenals, it's just so connected to inflammation. And so how do we get that inflammation to go away? I am, again, a huge believer in marshmallow root, bone broths. Um, too many people rush into probiotics. I think excessive probiotics can perpetuate SIBO because we have we don't have a good place for the probiotics to live. We are five pounds of bacteria in our gut. It is so heavy and cool and we have billions and billions and billions and it's more and more research of saying how much it's tied into who we are as people. 
But I think the moral of the story is we want good bacteria. We want to get it as naturally as possible. So always getting it through food like kimchi and sauerkraut. I try to eat one of those a day. Kombucha is good, but it's still so high in sugar. So I have seen it actually perpetuate candida if you have candida, but for the most part in small doses. And if it's really vinegary, it can be great. Just be really smart about it, right? It's still sugar if it's not fermented enough, which in the stores, it's not fermented enough. So I take kombucha and I pop it open and I leave it on the counter a little bit longer to get a little bit more vinegary if you don't make your own. So we're looking at probiotic-rich foods. We're looking at prebiotics. What's going to keep those probiotics that we eat? Prebiotic, especially fibrous vegetables. That's basically what it is. It's saying, can I eat 20 plus vegetables, different types of vegetables, ideally seasonal vegetables a week, which is why we did that veg out with M (laughs) um, challenge. It was so fun to see people attempt to get more vegetables in their diet. I would kind of cheat. I could like go to Whole Foods salad bar and be like, doop, 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 <laughs> 20. <laughs> but for real, we don't eat enough of it. We only eat like arugula and spinach and Brussels sprouts. Like we kind of stick with our three vegetables, but that's not how our gut likes to work. We want multiple types and varieties, ideally seasonal. That fiber is prebiotic and it's going to keep our probiotics there. And so there's no point in taking a probiotic supplement if you're just going to poop it out and we don't have a good place for it to live. And so that's another huge task, I think, to help people finally get into is understanding that vegetables are more than micronutrients. They are really sustaining our gut health. And then we just look at... um, For me, it's like, okay, if I have some gut issues, if I am struggling with this this type of random bloating, we got to look at our food. We got to say what food is stripping that, what food is stressing me out, what food is causing my heart rate to rise. All of the things that are signals of not necessarily allergies, but sensitivities, food sensitivities. I have had a really hard time finding a food sensitivity test I like. I have personally not done the Cyrex. I wish I have done it. It's just really expensive, but it's the only one that I know is basically legit. The I've tried the pinner test and everywhere. It's just so frustrating because they, I don't even know. They're like not, they're not looking at, but I, it just, I don't get it. I don't get how it's so clean for some people and so inflamed for others. I think what it does is it responds to the food you just recently had because it's in your system. But for the most part, figuring out what foods you do not do well with is absolutely vital. If you're going to constantly eat a food, even if you have enzymes and HCL and gallbladder function, you know, if we're already, if we're breaking down that food, but we get to our small intestine and it doesn't want it, then we have an issue. And we dig into this a lot with Buddies in My Belly, who is a huge piece of the skin project. So if you have skin issues and gut issues, this is an absolute must for you to go look at because we look at certain probiotics, certain probiotic chains. We have usually there's main, mainly four. They are directly connected to helping you digest food better, including gluten and dairy. So when we have a stripped, low, good, good bacteria type of environment, we're perpetuating the cycle even more of the dairy and gluten. Um, digestive support being gone. And so I say first heal the gut, make sure we're eating 
bone broth. And I love this supplement called Repairvite with marshmallow root and slippery elm and glutamine. Um, we're also helping with the trauma. If there's any sort of acid reflux, we're helping cope, whether it's uh, vitamin U or cabbage or uh, really just healing aloe vera type of herbs. And then I'm saying, okay, well, if we have all this healing going on, um, let's just make sure, let's just make sure that it's going to last. Why would I eat something that is going to just perpetuate that and make it even worse? And so I think it's a really cool process that we, as people are, we just overthink it. It's like, oh, I'm just bloating, but it's really cool to say, no, I'm not just bloating. I'm having some sort of reaction to the food I just ate. Let me get curious about that. What food did I just eat? And I don't want us to all become hypochondriacs and be like, oh my God, I'm stressed out because what food did I eat? Or, oh, this food is going to hurt my stomach. Because as we know, stress will make that process even worse. So there is some acceptance, right? If I had some dairy and I know that that dairy is going to break my skin out the next day, sometimes it's going to be a week of breakouts. I'm just saying, okay, what can I do right now that's going to help me digest that as best as possible. One, I know that I need to calm down because I need to get in a parasympathetic state to help my body process this. Two, okay, I'm going to take some lemon at this restaurant. I'm going to squeeze some lemon in my mouth and it's going to help stimulate that vagus nerve. I'm going to take some big breaths, some big belly breaths. And then I'm going to say, what enzymes do I have and how can I help this? And so I'm looking at the vitamin C with the lemon and with the stimulation of the vagus nerve. I'm looking at digestive support to help break down that food. That's why I carry it with me because I don't, you know, what if I have a shoot the next day? I don't want to have a giant like cystic acne on my chin because I just had some dairy. And so um, I'm just really in love with the skin project and the gut project that's coming. I know it's not all there. And I just hope this is a good place to start. I would love to hear from you guys. If this was overwhelming, I plan on doing more of these type of biohacking podcasts because I think I just love it. And I think I have the information, but again, they're like on really old, terrible YouTube videos and I need, I need, I need to revamp them a little bit. So that is my thoughts on digestive support and guts and healing. The last piece that we didn't talk about is really the large intestine and really this, you know, I'm constipated and, and, or I'm having diarrhea. If that is the case, we have to look up North. How do we break down our food? What food did we eat? Are we stressed out? Do we need support? Do we need to heal our gut? Do we need good gut bacteria, all of these things are going to be tied into our large intestine. So it's not just fiber. It's not just, um, you know, with a lot of these things, it's saying like, well, oh God, we have this, we need this supplement or we need this, uh, this drug. And it's so not the case. It's so crazy. It's like when you fix everything above it, the large intestine is just the brunt, right? It's just like helping you get things out. And so I will say with large intestine, really working on the prebiotic vegetables, as many vegetables as you can, and really helping that good bacteria stay in your small intestine um, and digesting it. So if it, if vegetables make you bloat, there might be some SIBO thing. And so I would say digesting it might include some HCL and enzymes. Um, it also can be just as simple as adding ghee into your diet, butyric acid and butyric acid, if you will, adding ghee and butter and the thing that is coating 
our whole large intestine anyway. Uh, and then if we are having a really hard time going to the bathroom and we're just miserable, then magnesium, but not the magnesium that's a laxative. So I talk about supplements quite a bit in the supplement podcast, which I'll link below magnesium, but not the laxative. If we depend on it, it's going to strip our large intestine and that's not what we want. So occasionally, I mean, I don't take it every single night, but I do try to take it at least four times a week at night before bed. More on that in the supplement podcast. And then also, you know, if we're really struggling, I do think there is some, you know, you can look at Senna root and you can look at artichoke, but I, for the most part, we don't want to force anything. If it's a sign that our body is kind of like women who don't have a period. Okay. We could force this period with a pill birth control, or we could figure out why we don't have a period and we need to fix the problem. And that's the same with stools and with, um, large intestine issues. It's saying, okay, well, we're not pooping or we're pooping too much. We got to go to the source. Let's go up. We got to figure out, is it brain? Is it stomach? Is it gallbladder? Is it pancreas? Is it small intestine? Maybe it's a little bit of everything, but just be conscious in your decisions. Slowly but surely, you will get healthy gut. You can definitely go through practitioners to get your stools tested. If you need somebody, I don't personally take on clients outside of Denver, but please email us. We have great referrals, support at emilystrom.com. And if any of this resonated as far as stress and you know, really feeling way too in your head and really stressed out, please go check out the adrenal repair box on the bodyawarenessproject.com. And for people with skin issues, if you have any sort of manifestation of skin, please make sure that you are constantly looking at um, the Body Awareness Project Instagram. You're going to learn so, so much. Thank you guys so, so much. This was so fun to do. Please let me know what you think. And I am looking forward to more of these amazing new podcasts.